Thank you, Jesus. We're glad to be here tonight. Sometimes I think we need to just take all this technology and just throw it away. <laughs> it's good if it will work, but half the time it don't work. Amen. It looks like I might be getting something here now. For the past few weeks, we've been studying on the subject series, Rooted, Growing Deep and Standing Tall. And uh, I hope that I have uh, brought across uh, the importance of how we need to be rooted and grounded in God. And we, are, we do that way by getting rooted and grounded in the Word, rooted and grounded uh, in his church and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And it is so very important that we are rooted. Uh, by the grace of God, we're going to finish this up tonight. We got half of it, com of our last lesson completed the last time. And uh, hope so hopefully we'll get the second half. And um, by um, the grace of God, beginning next week, if you'll call you, I'll call your attention to the screen there. The graphic, I'm going I'm to start talking a little bit about a subject titled, In the Potter's Hands. In the Potter's Hands. This, uh, this series of lessons is going to kind of fit right in good with what we've been talking about. Um, and uh, we all need to know that uh, Jesus Christ is the potter and we're the clay. And uh, we need to quit trying to fight him and what he's trying to work and do in our lives. And so we'll be talking about that beginning next Wednesday if the Lord's will in the potter's hands. And uh, so tell somebody about that. And I want to welcome, by the way, our people who are watching by means of the live stream tonight. God bless you. Uh, and um, that you are, are, are here. And the, uh, the lesson that we started uh, the last time uh, was... Sure and established. Sure and established. And there are two parts to this lesson. And we got through the first part, if you remember. Priority one, guard the truth. That is our number one priority. Uh, I know some people take issue with that, but I'm sorry. They want to say, well... The number one priority is winning souls, and that's, that's definitely on the agenda. But the first priority of the church is to guard the truth. Because if you don't, tr if you don't guard the truth, 
what are you going to win souls to? <coughs> and so, <coughs> that's very important, and we talked about that. The second part of this lesson <coughs> about sure and established is a unified and established body. A unified and established body. And the little graphic picture there is really not a really clear, but you can see there uh, uh, the body of Christ, and it's made up of many members, and there's just different faces there of all different walks of life, different colors, different languages and nationalities. It makes up the body of Christ. And uh, fitting along together to sum all this up, uh, we need to understand about being rooted and how that means we have to be unified and we have to be uh, established, the, the established body of Christ. And so we're going to get started into that tonight and uh, hopefully get through uh, uh, with this part this evening. Now, when I talk about the body of Christ, I am referring to something that's greater than myself. Amen? When we say the body of Christ, I'm talking about something that's greater than just me individually and you individually. We're talking about something greater than ourselves. So anytime I make it just about me, I do the church of the Lord Jesus Christ a great injustice. Because it's not just about me. It's not about me at all. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. And I'm surprised that here we are in 2018, there's still a lot of people in the church still want to focus on them. And there are some folks still will leave one congregation and run to another just simply because they don't feel like they got the spotlight on themselves enough. Amen. Uh and the spotlight shouldn't be on me, even as pastor. There's something wrong if the spotlight ain't on Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna t I'll tell you right up front, I don't think I can be involved with any congregation that's not spotlighting on Jesus. Hallelujah. That is so very much important. We need to develop the mindset of the greater good for the whole. Amen. The greater good for the whole. There was an, a pastor friend of mine. We were discussing something one time many years ago. And uh, he, he, and he'd, he'd been pastoring a lot longer than I have. Uh, he's he's on up, he's on up in in his eighties, and uh, he said, 
Brother Pruitt, as I look back over my life and my ministry, he said, there's one thing for sure I regret. I said, what's that? And I'm, I'm not going to call his name. Some may, may know him. I don't know. He said, I regret for the sake of the, 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 the greater, the church itself as a whole. He said, I regret that I have wasted too much time on the goats and not tending to the sheep. Sometimes we will let our compassion and our love keep messing around with a goat when we got lambs and sheep over here starving to death. Uh, I, I believe it like the book that Dr. Dobson wrote about children one time, uh, and uh, he related it to, to parents and children, but I'm relating it to the body of Christ that uh, sometimes love has to be tough. What are you saying, Brother Sammy? I'm saying we can't afford really to let one, uh, one goat come in and destroy the whole flock of sheep. Amen. Uh, we got to develop the mindset of the greater good of the whole. This is what Christ expects from all whom he has called out of darkness into the marvelous light of the gospel of truth. Uh, I'll say one more thing about that before you uh, 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 send me a message or something like that. <laughs> that uh, <clears throat> Apostle Paul, he did not, he did not keep um, uh, messing with some folks. If you'll, if you'll read the writings of Paul, he did not have any problem disfellowshipping somebody and he even went as far as turned over some people over to the devil. Amen. Uh, and uh, we, got to, we got to be wise, especially in this day we're living in. Uh, because we talk about what's going on in the world, and everything's happening out there, but I'm a firm believer that the devil does his most dastardly deeds inside the church, not on the outside. God has ordained that the church of Jesus Christ be a unified body that is established in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, in all matters, spiritual and physical. Now listen to me. Some people just want to hold it to the spiritual here. But in all matters, both spiritual and physical, each individual member should denounce the personal will and seek only the divine, perfect will of the Father. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't do that, you are hurting your local church, wherever that is, wherever you're going. If you're putting your personal needs and your personal will and your personal desires ahead of the perfect will of God, you're hurting yourself and you're hurting those that you call your brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, I believe that I'll, I, I need to follow the will of God in spiritual matters, 
But I'm going to tell you something, folks. You better be following him in the physical matters and the, and, and the physical world as well. Because we live in the world. We're, not, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And when you start becoming of the world, that's when you need to start shaking off your will and your desires and following his will and his desires. We are a spiritual house built upon a unique foundation which was designed to fulfill God's purpose on this earth. Amen. The body of Christ, it's got a, it's got a design purpose. And that design purpose is to fulfill His will on this earth. And <clears throat> listen to me now. And I'm, I'm, I'm laying... I'm talking laying a foundation. I'm going to give you some scripture here just, just in a minute. I've already uh, gave you a, a, a plate full to digest. I hope some of you ain't spitting it out. <laughs> Amen. We are a spiritual house built upon a unique foundation which was designed to fulfill God's purpose on this earth. Get this. Please follow this. If you've got a pencil and piece of paper, write this down and underline it so you can remember it. An individualistic attitude is detrimental to the foreordained plan established before the foundation of the world. I can't come in here with an individualistic attitude, just focusing on me, just focusing on my needs. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed when somebody, there are some people when they have a a serious thing going on in their life, if they got somebody they love that is sick at the point of death or something else going on. How they're running to everybody. Oh, pray for me, pray for me. And But then when the tables are turned and it's another brother, another sister in the church going through the storm, they won't come and join in prayer for them. Whoop, whoop. Hello, somebody. I do believe that we're talking about a unified and established body. I, I do believe that the Bible teaches us that when one member suffer, we all should suffer. Amen. Uh, I guarantee you if something happens to a member of my body, the rest of it is going to feel the pain. Amen. I'll use this example. <clears throat> Years ago, I was, uh, I was operating a piece of machinery where I was working. And I had my mind on doing one thing, and I didn't have my mind on where I laid this hand that it was laying in a place that was fixing to cause it some problems. And as I was <clears throat> there working, and uh, all of a sudden there's um, this cog and a thing came around 
that I had this hand where it shouldn't have been. It caught caught the finger, uh, this finger right here, and um, and cut it. And when I immediately jerked it up, and I looked over, and the whole top part of this finger was hanging off over here. I hollered out, and immediately, immediately this hand right here went over here and grabbed this. And these two feet started heading off of that machine down to the first aid place. I didn't think about it. <coughs> this, this left hand didn't say over, ah, ha, ha, serves you right. You, you the right hand, and you get all the glory. You the one does the writing, and you all that stuff. And here I am, poor old left hand over here. I'm the second fiddle. Just go ahead. Hello, somebody. Sound like a bunch of modern-day apostolic people to me. <laughs> this, this hand didn't do none of that. It immediately went to the aid of this one. And that's the way it should be in the body of Christ. If you have repented of your sins, been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, you're my brother and sister, no matter what cards you have in your back pocket. Uh, I wish that some kind of way all of the apostolic organizations could come together amen and join and unite so we could get this message out around the world amen because there are many members but there's only one body there's only one church can you say amen amen <clears throat> so an individualistic attitude is detrimental to the foreordained plan established before the foundation of the world. This is why we must be rooted and grounded in faith and also the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you need to be rooted and grounded in the faith, in the truth. And then you've got to be rooted and grounded in, in the will of Jesus. Seeking his will. Praying for not my will, but thy will be done. Uh, I have a feeling that not many in the body of Christ seek the will of God before, before everything you do. Uh, you may think I carry it too far. I carry it to the extreme. But um, I'd, rather, I'd rather err on this side is that I want to be so much in the will of God in everything I do before I decide on trading automobiles. I want to pray about it. Amen. Before I do anything major, I want to pray about it. I want, Lord, is this your will? 
before I think about a job change, I want to pray about it. Because I guarantee you, everywhere you've ever worked, there's times you'd wish, Lord, I wish I wasn't here. Hello, somebody. And God has already promised you. You would say, well, Lord, why am I still here? Why am I, whatever. God has already promised you in his word that he would withhold no good thing from those who walk up right before him. If a job offer is good for you, and it's going to be a blessing or not a detriment, God will see that you get it. But if you don't get it because God sees further in the future than you do, you need to be you need to quit being like a liberal snowflake and quit crying about it. Help me, Lord, I might not say that. I might. <laughs> But that's, now, can you imagine how we must appear to God sometime whining and crying and, you know, what's, what's, what's that song they used to sing on um, uh, Hee Haw years ago? Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. <laughs> <laughs> there again, we, it looks like a bunch of modern-day apostolics, praise the Lord. So, what I'm talking about tonight is a unified and established body. Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures. We're going to read some scriptures. Some of these we have touched on in weeks, in weeks past, but I haven't lingered on them, I went to other things, and I'm going to wind this up tonight by doing this. First of all, I'm going to be going to Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 19. This is what it reads like, Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the pro- and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief corner stone. Hallelujah. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple unto the Lord. Remember, I told you we are a spiritual house. Amen? Amen. Um, One more verse there, I believe. In whom ye also are builded together. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the New King James Version says, being built showing a, 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 a right now, a progress going on right now. Being built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. If we forget about the individualism and look at everybody as one whole, one body, then we have got a place that God will not mind coming in and inhabiting Amen. 
Now we we're not and we're not just we're not talking about no individual right here. We're talking about the corporate body. Hallelujah. Amen. It ain't just you that God is inhabiting. God in, God inhabits his church. When we come together and unite as one, that's when we're the body of Christ. You lone wolves out there and lone rangers saying, I don't need no church, I don't need no pastor, I'll just handle it by myself. Let me tell you something. You cannot claim that you alone are the body of Christ. You ain't got no Bible for it, nowhere. Hallelujah. Whereas many as two or three come together in his name, he would be in the midst. Hallelujah. Well, it's the truth anyhow. Amen. And then now also, so we are built upon the foundation. That's that foundation of the apostles and the prophets. We are, have been built there. See, because they laid down that foundation. Now, in whom also ye are being built together. It's a continuing process. We're continually getting new members in, new people in, new people to function in the body of Christ. Every time somebody repents, every time somebody gets baptized, every time somebody gets a hold of it's a continuating process. Hallelujah. And now we're going to go, we're going to stay in Ephesians, but we're going to go to the fourth chapter. And we're going to read verses 11 through 16. And uh, I believe we're going to be able to get you out of here on time. Now, that's, um, look at these set of scriptures here. The way that God really has intended for them to be looked at. Uh, what I'm fixing to read to you. Some people think that the the list of in order of these different offices are listed in chronological order according to the importance of them and who has authority over who. Now that comes from carnal thinking. It don't come from the Word of God. Amen. These, 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 these uh, positions and these offices are not listed by rank. Put it that way. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. We call that what? Five-fold ministry. And they all unite together as the ministry of the body of Christ. One does not have preeminence over the other. Uh, I've been in meetings where there'd be a great number of people and there'd be all kind of ministers there. And 
they always will pat backs on pastors, give them an opportunity a lot of times to speak or say something, but they put the evangelist back on the back burner. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. Wouldn't none of us be here if it wasn't for the evangelist. The evangelists are the fire breathers, folks. They're the one going place to place, carrying the gospel, amen, preaching, amen, uh, 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 this, this gospel message. Hallelujah. After the evangelist gets some people in, then the pastor takes over and he, he, do, he does some discipling training, teaching like what I'm doing tonight. All right, let's, uh, <coughs> let's continue reading this. The reason why this fivefold ministry is for the perfecting of the saints. Now that word effect, uh, uh, perfecting means to equip. New King James Version uses the word to equip. What am I doing right now? I, I'm equipping you tonight. I'm, I'm, passing out, I'm passing out some tools for your toolbox that if you take them, you're going to be able to use it and do something good with it down the road. For, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, it's all ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. <coughs> it's ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all, A-double-L-L, -L, come in the unity. Here we are, that unity. Of what? Unity of the faith. The body of Christ is far too fragmented today. The church in Corinth had a lot of problems. There was a lot of carnality. Apostle Paul really had to get on to them sharp. And if you study the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, you'll find out the reason why they were so carnal. It's the very first thing he told him from the beginning. He said, I would that you all spoke the same thing. He said, there are divisions among you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And here it is, 2018, and it's hard to find a church anywhere, a congregation anywhere, that don't have little clips in it. Amen. My Lord, we need, we, need, we need to cleanse ourselves of that stuff. Hallelujah. One body. Till we all come in the unity of faith, we got to all speak the same thing. We got to quit acting like Washington, D.C. Hallelujah. They all the time talking about reaching across the aisle and they ain't going to never do it. I'm going to tell you where we really need to reach across the aisle is in the church. <coughs> um, 
Oh, I wish I had more time. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's just boiling up within me right now, coming in my mind. I can, I could say, but my time won't allow, allow me to do it. We got to come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, until we, we really measure up and we can truthfully say we are the body of Christ. That he sets down as the head and gives us that direction. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. What we're talking about being rooted and grounded. Don't be carried about with every. You see, wind will blow one direction one day and it'll blow another direction another day. That's what some men's doctrines do. <coughs> Amen. And we, we're supposed to be rooted and grounded. Like I, I said from the beginning, remember I told you from the beginning that every believer needs to know what you believe and why you believe it? You need to have some root among you and about you that you can't be moved by every Tom, Dick, and Harry comes down the pike trying to say, I got a great revelation. I'm going to tell you something. There is no, there won't be no new revelations. This book I hold in my hand is the final revelation from God to man. Oh, I got a vision. I had a vision. I had a dream. It's a line up to the book. Don't line up to the book. You just ate too many white beans before you went to bed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I love white beans and cornbread and onion and cabbage. I love that. But it's not a good idea to eat all that and go to bed on it. <laughs> you might have some revelations. <laughs> you might have some visions. There ain't no more new revelation. It's all now I'm not telling you that I have I have found every jewel that's planted here is too great. I've studied it all my life, Brother Kyle. I never will in this life get a hold of it all. There's many jewels still in here. But what I'm talking about, somebody coming, pulling another revelation from over here or over there. It's all right here. If it don't line up in here, it ain't right. It's not right. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. There you have it, rooted, growing deep, standing tall. And if it ever was a day and hour that God needs people to stand tall, know what you believe, stand for it.
Amen. We need that today.